Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Welcome to episode number six, folks, where we will be discussing um, from 2003 wrong turns. No, Desmond Harrington and Alicia Dushku and a bunch of other people that don't really matter. Are you all right? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just found this tied to a tree back there. Somebody did this. Baby, seriously, this isn't funny. here hopefully uh, um, this will be a good podcast it's a film by summit entertainment already off to a great head start my headphone are wanting to turn off i don't know why it's always been a favorite of mine uh, i don't know why but i've always been a big fan of hillbillies in the woods um they're on the hunt to kill everyone it's just that whole idea like the texas chainsaw massacre or the hills have eyes just you know it's a good concept something that seems more realistic than most horror movies i think that's the main thing <clears throat> movie starts out with two two people i think a boyfriend and a girlfriend they are rock climbing boyfriend makes it to the top first he's all excited happy with himself looking at the scenery Making fun of his girlfriend for being a slowpoke and not being at the top already. She's uh, she's struggling. She's having a hard time because uh, she loses her grip and almost falls to her death. But uh, they got they got the ropes tied off, so that's good. Um, she didn't fall to her death, not yet at least. She's asking for the 
boyfriend Rich to pull her up. He's he's not doing it though because uh, he's he's having some issues at the moment. He's uh, he's a little injured because uh, the hillbillies are already here. So um, some blood drips down on her face from his hand, and then you see the hand disappear, and then you see uh, his body go flying off the top of the cliff. Um, something I like about this movie, they don't waste any time getting right into the action. Uh, it's not like waiting around for the, the killer to come in. The killer's in within the first minute, so that's pretty cool. Um, lady's trying to get away, though. She, uh, she cuts the line thinking that she's going to be safe. Um, she's reaching for, I think, Rich's line now. Um, guess what? She's not going to be safe because... Uh, she goes to reach for the line and falls off. And she lands right on the ground, right beside uh, Rich's body. This, an interesting thing with this is when the main hillbilly's running around, he's laughing. He's got that very iconic laugh that's known for this for this movie. Um, what I find interesting, though, is she's trying to run to her vehicle, and she trips on this razor wire. It's a booby trap. How did they not trip on it on the way in? But on the way out, she does. That's the only thing that, you know, it's not a big thing, but it's still a thing that kind of makes you wonder. Mountain men. The freaks of uh, Virginia. Got the intro scenes here. We've uh, seen some deformed people's pictures in the newspaper. Some various news articles about the mountain men who lurk in the woods. That nice wrong turn title scene coming up. You got various missing photos being shown in the intro as well. So it definitely builds, in a simple way, builds a little bit to the aspect of this because you can tell um, it's been going on for years. It's not something that just happened overnight. It's it's a simple way of giving the story some backstory without actually having to go in depth into the movie. Um, getting it all done just in the intro so saves more time for the go right to the action ah, special makeup effects by stan winston that's always good so i i feel like the first movie is the best in the series um number one two are really good uh three is not bad from what i recall and then they get a little bit silly as they go on i think there's like six of them they're Remaking it now. Now we got the movie finally starting. Got a scene of a car driving down the road. I believe it's a Mustang. Once we get a little bit closer. Yeah, it's a Mustang. This is their main actor. Uh, what's his character name? His character name is Chris. Chris enjoying his nice drive in the roads of Virginia. At least they're paved roads. And then he comes to... Uh, block traffic it's a standstill because there was an accident Chris is definitely one of those impatient guys you can def tell he's sitting behind some transports looking at his watch just very impatient you know someone could be dead up in front of you but let's be impatient and keep looking there and watch they got places to be because I'm driving through the backwoods that's good we find the cause of the accident is a tractor trailer that jackknife and spilled chemicals all over the place I'm sure those chemicals are definitely going to help the mountain folk with their breeding. May it be a little bit of hills have eyes meets backwoods mountain men. Chris makes it back to his car after uh, talking to one of the truckers to figure out what's going on. And he decides to turn his car around to uh, take a back road. That's uh, going to be the biggest mistake he's ever made in his life. Come to find out Chris is on his way for a business meeting at 7pm or an interview. Um... His phone dies in the midst of calling to let them know that he's running late. It is what it is. Should have left earlier. Maybe would have avoided this all. See Chris driving his Mustang down a dirt side road. Trying to figure out how to bypass the accident. Driving down the road we see a bunch of cars on either side. Uh, there's a little gas station. Mom and Pop's fixer-upper shop. It's funny, funny the guy who's owns the area or gas station or whatever it might be um the pumps are there it's just they're super rusty but uh he's drinking pepto bismo must be the uh go-to drink of the 
community, let's say. The whole purpose of him stopping here is to try and use the guy's payphone so that he can call about his interview. But uh, sadly, the payphone doesn't work. I'm not too surprised that it doesn't work because it's buttfuck nowhere and the place looks like it's about to fall down. Chris finds a old beaten up map on the side of the building and decides uh, he found a shortcut to get around the accident and back on the highway. That's where things are going to get interesting. And as he's driving away, the uh, hillbilly, the normal hillbilly, we'll say, uh, tells him he's the one that's going to need to take care. Because spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this movie already, it's from 2003. And if I spoil anything, it's your own fault. Um, gas station hillbilly? Works with the creeps in the woods. He supplies them some food every now and then. We're at a crossroads where uh, we see a sign called Bear Mountain Road. And then there's another even smaller dirt road. And let's take the even smaller dirt road. That should be good. We should be fine taking that one. So Chris is listening to some music. Um, the CD starts acting up so he pops it out, drops it, goes to pick it up. Gets it back into the CD player. Luckily, he doesn't crash. But upon driving a little farther, he sees a dead deer on the side of the road. He fixes his mirror to look at it again. And then he slams into the rear end of someone's SUV. That poor, poor Mustang. It is fucked. Now we have Chris meeting with everyone. Because uh, everyone from the SUV were on what looks like a hiking trip or going somewhere. Uh, one of the funny parts is one of the girls is like, that's my mom's car. The guy's like, ah, you know, let's chill out. Let's, everyone's okay. And then he's like, sees his bike. He's like, well, you just killed my bike. That's where we then find out they were stopped in the middle of the road because they have flat tires due to barbed wire being strung across the road. We are now in killer hillbilly territory. Booby traps set up everywhere. Uh, the kids decide they want to hike back to the gas station and use the payphone. So when Chris speaks up, uh, no point in doing that. I was just there and it's, uh, the payphone doesn't work at all. So might as well just keep going farther into the woods. Because that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, that's definitely the best thing to do in a horror movie. So two of the kids, or young folk, I guess they're not really kids. I don't know how old they're supposed to be in this movie. You see at the wrecked vehicle vehicles uh, smoking up some joints getting a little high probably gonna get laid later but they're probably gonna die at the same time so the rest of them decide to hike down the road to try and uh, get some help it was a scene of uh, the two stoners sitting on the hood of the, the SUV smoking up and you can tell by the way the shot that the camera's watching them from the woods so it's supposed to be the hillbillies watching them so that's that's kind of cool just subtle things done in the camera work that really help give to the effect of someone in the woods watching. So, Well, the action's already picking up. Uh, not the killing, but uh, like any other horror movie, the young girl on the hood, the stoner, decides that uh, she wants to have sex in the woods. Because she just tells the guy to drop his pants. Didn't see that coming at all. Didn't see that coming one bit. I was like during this scene and with the group being split up that it cuts back and forth from one spot to the next spot. You don't just focus on the one characters. So I think that's a good way of building some more time to the movie. While walking through or down the dirt road they come across a little fire up in the trees up on the hill a little bit um, wonder who would have started that fire because no one's around they keep calling for someone to come out but uh, no one's coming out at all wonder who could it be who would have been there to start that fire hmm maybe the crazy hillbillies that are going to chop your face off that's my best so I uh, back to the stoner groups um, the guys looking for some food He's complaining because everyone took their power bars, or his power bars. Um, come to find out his girlfriend's sitting in the, 
Chris's Mustang going through his stuff, eating the power bar. So really, it was his girlfriend eating the power bars the whole time. We, uh, we then hear a sound, and uh, Stoner Boy decides to go into the woods to figure out what it is. So they don't die from sex, but he's going to die from wandering into the woods. So we find out his name's Evan. Probably said it before, but uh, I wasn't really paying attention. Because honestly, I don't like Evan as a character. He's uh, stupid. Useless. He's stupid. He's uh, definitely stupid. Back to Chris and uh, the other group of folks walking down the road more. So far, nothing's really happened yet. Um, Jesse's character, or Jesse the character, played by... Lisa Dushkus asked why he didn't fly to the flight. Uh, come to find out, Chris put all his money in that Mustang that's destroyed now. So there goes your money. It's totally gone. It's a complete write-off. Cut back to the stoners and the girls looking for Evan. Uh, she wanders down the ditch a little bit into the woods to try and see if she can find him. Um, she finds his shoe. So, I guess that's kind of progress, right? It's better than nothing. A few feet from uh, Evan's shoe, though, we do find something. Um, it's probably his. It's a severed ear. Uh, most likely, it's going to be his. Um, and that's when the stoner girl gets killed. Um, one of the big hillbillies comes behind her. I don't know if he's got razor wire or what he's got, but he takes it right between her mouth and starts... Ripping her face off. That's uh, it's really the best way to describe it. He's just going to town and choking her right out with that razor wire or whatever it might be. He's uh, he's giving her the Joker smile. Full on Joker smile. We then see Chris and the other three. They uh, make it to the end of the road, which is a dead end. Shocker. The road leads to nowhere. It's just really high up and there's a giant cliff just yelling for anyone's attention. And they hear nothing and no one hears them. Well, hillbillies probably hear them because they're probably not that far away. But that's besides the point. Get a nice scene of the mountain with all the treescapes and the water running through. Uh, these guys are definitely fucked. No way escaping whatsoever. Dead. Dead in the woods. I don't know if they were backtracking or if they took another road, but they uh, they're going down, and they come across a cabin in the woods, with a bunch of broken down vehicles all around it. Um, you can see some smoke coming out of the, f the smokestack. Um, doesn't s you know? It's not the setup for a killer shack at all. Definitely not a killer shack. Probably is, but that's besides the point. They decide anyways to walk up to it to uh, see if anyone's home. But and then we get more scenes of all the broken up vehicles all around. It's the Hillbillies Killer Shack, of course. So it's all the various vehicles they've taken over the years and stashed around. The music starts to change. Gets a little bit more eerie sounding. Chris decides to go up to the door and knock. See if anyone's home. Guess what? Nobody's home. So Chris, uh, Chris doesn't see phased by this house at all, so... Nobody's home, so huh. let's go inside and see if they got a phone we can use. Chris wants to use the phone, and the engaged girl wants to use the potty. I really don't think you want to use your washroom, though. Um, by the looks of their house and their surroundings, I'm going to tell you, they probably don't have a five-star washroom. That's my guess, at least. It's not the love shack. It's the killing shack. So, therefore, probably not a good bathroom. Probably not. Get a little bit of an idea how they live. Get inside. Everything's dirty and disgusting. And there's jars all over the place. There's food. There's flies. Clearly, the place is not maintained. They clearly don't have a maid uh, taking care of their stuff. The girl really has to go to the bathroom. She's like, can you help me find the bathroom to her newly engaged husband? And he just spits out it. Yeah. I think this is the bathroom. Which... You know, you could probably just go on the floor and they probably won't notice. You probably just go around right that kitchen floor and they probably would not notice at all. So we're uh, exploring the, the cabin a little bit. 
opening up some doors to try and find the washroom. We get a jump scare as a paddle falls out of the door and almost smacks the engaged man in the face. Should really look up his name, but you know, it's pretty much just gonna be death number one, death number two, death number three, and death number four, because uh, they're gonna die. You know, that's the whole point of the movie. They're just some filler for the time being. Well, we find the washroom. Surprising, it looks just like the rest of the house. So, not sure why she wants to go in it, but uh, I guess you got pee. You got to pee. You'd be better off just to pee in the woods, but that's just my opinion. Get Chris still venturing through the cabin, looking for a payphone or a cell phone or a house phone, I should say. All these phones in this 2003. I gotta get with it. Um, so far, he's not finding a phone, and uh, I don't think he ever does. He will find some probably disgusting stuff, um, but that's besides the point, I guess. So in the washroom, because uh, she's still looking around, she's not actually using it yet. Um, there's a jar full of teeth or dentures, a full jar. It's probably like at least 15 pairs of dentures in there. No big deal though, of course, right? That's normal to have. Chris opens the fridge for whatever goddamn reason. And uh, inside there's just random jars full of things. Meats or something. Could be real humans, could be animal. Most likely human. Let's be honest. While Jessie's exploring, though, um, she comes across a bunch of barbed wire. So, hmm, barbed wire. Maybe they're the ones that sabotage the road. The guys are getting a, see a sense that they're in the wrong area and they should get out. And then we have the tow truck pulling up. Can find out the tow truck is towing both of their vehicles. This isn't going to be good for them. I think some trouble is about to happen. The music starts picking up. The suspense starts building. They try to go to the back door. Come to find out, they open the back door and it's boarded up shut on the other side. How are they going to escape? We've got the uh, hillbillies coming in the front door. We have everyone else hiding uh, under the bed and under other various spots. I don't know if these hillbillies have names either. Like, I think the hills have eyes characters too. But I've never really looked into these guys. Um, while hiding under the bed, um, the stoner girl gets her dead body dropped down in front of the bed. Uh, I was right, she had uh, some razor wire cut right through her face. So that's always fun. Just uh, completely went full Joker smile with that barbed wire. It's good effects though, I will say that. It definitely looks really well done. It's not super gory, but at the same time, it's enough to get the gore effect fully through. We then see one of the other hillbillies with the body up on, I guess, their chopping table. Uh, starting to cut off various body parts. I highly doubt they were expecting to see that kind of stuff today. You know, one trying to go on a trip in the woods to go hiking, and the other trying to get to a business interview. Now they're trapped inside a cabin underneath furniture, trying not to die. But hey, at least it's sunny outside. That's one way of looking at it, right? We get a nice uh, people scene where the um, engaged girl and her husband or fiance are hiding in the closet. And through the reflection of her eye, we see her friend on the table just getting chopped to pieces. Clearly, some time has gone by now because the hillbillies are asleep and this is when uh, everyone tries to make their escape get a nice scene of uh, the stoner girl face down on the chopping table uh, I believe her hands are both gone and she's looks like they just took like some flesh off of her kind of skinned her a little bit panning around the uh, cabin we see all the hillbillies laying down asleep and uh, Chris slowly starts to make his way out from underneath the bed because it's probably the best time to escape I'm sure they don't check underneath their bed at all I highly doubt they check it to clean it but they might check that closet at some point so uh, it's probably best that you guys try to escape now to get the fuck out of there we now see our newlyweds slowly making their way out of the closet 
making a little bit of noise, so that's not good. Hopefully they're not light sleepers, because if they are, you're screwed. Oh, look at that. Let's just uh, kick the water jug. <clears throat> let's not pay attention to what our feet are close to, and let's just knock it right over. Clearly you're not going to survive if you have that kind of uh, common sense or lack of knowledge of your surroundings. Uh, we then have them at the front door getting ready to head out. Um, of course, their screen door that's on the front, it's noisy, so Chris being the nice guy that he is, he grabs up to grab the spring so that it won't make noise. Uh, not really fun though because you gotta push that door open and it's uh, cutting apart the inside of his hand. Chris is trying to hold it as long as possible. Uh, door is making some sounds. That's when he looks back into the cabin. Uh, looks at one of the hillbillies sleeping and come to find out he's wide awake just staring. Looks like he's staring off in the distance but he's wide awake just staring right at Chris. That's when they all run outside, run behind that cabin and start running up the mountain. Um, clearly these hillbillies are fast at waking up because by the time they get to the top of that little hill they are ready, already in their tow truck and getting ready to ensue on the chase. We have Carly, she's the uh, newlywed uh, girl. She falls down in the woods while running away and she starts having a mental breakdown because of what she saw her her friend go through because getting chopped up to pieces. Uh, rightfully so, I understand. But uh, if you don't hurry your ass up, you're going to be just like her. So you make the call. Either you get up and run, or you get chopped up to sushi. I don't know why I use sushi as a reference. It just, I thought it sounded good in my head. Uh, it probably doesn't, but that's what I went with. So we're not going to edit that out. We're just going to leave it in. Upon running through the woods a little bit, though, uh, they come through to this open uh, field. or just It's not even a field. It's just an opening. Um, but there's a ton of vehicles with blood all over the place, clothes all over the place. It's It gives you an idea of how long they've been doing this for because there's probably at least 20 vehicles in there just coated in blood and destroyed. Um, all varying years and models and makes so it gives you a little bit of aspect that they've been doing this for a long time and they know what they're doing and you're gonna be fucked because they're gonna hunt you down and I'm assuming it's the only place that they know to go because shortly after the hillbillies are right there at the uh, I guess we'll call it a junkyard scrapyard so I mean, that's just because of the general direction they're going. That's the next stop to make. But yeah. That's what they come to. Then we have a scene of the four people trying to hide. While uh, the hillbillies get out and start looking around. We see them armed with bow and arrows, which is interesting. Um, and we'll later find out that they're a pretty good shot with those bow and arrows. That's when uh, Chris then has the smart idea of creating a distraction to get the hillbillies attention so they can steal the truck because the truck's still running. Hey! 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 Over here! 
towards the other end of the woods we also come to find out the hillbillies are a good shot with a rifle because they shoot Chris right in the back of the calf that's when uh, the newlywed guy decides to run in the opposite direction yelling uh, just barely missing a gunshot to the back just barely missing it um, Chris's doctor skills come into play because he uses his belt to put pressure on his gunshot wound on his leg so, you know, at least they got a doctor on their side. You know, that's one way of looking at it, right? We got Chris and the two girls running towards the truck to get in. Upon opening the passenger door, though, their other buddy falls out of the passenger seat, clearly dead. <coughs> and we see the newlywed guy slow, or I shouldn't say slowly, but he's running through the woods. Um, and then... Uh, the three of them are in the tow truck driving away. It's when one of the hillbillies comes behind them or behind them and starts beating on the truck. They uh, keep driving and they're driving down the road trying to find Scott as he's running through the woods. Scott is clearly, clearly uh, used to running because he's not losing any speed in those woods. He's starting to breathe a little heavy, but he's not losing any speed. So they finally come, come up to Scott. Um, but they yell his wife or fiance is yelling at him to get their attention, which also gets the attention of the hillbilly with the bow and arrow. Uh, Scott goes running towards the truck, um, slowly stops, and then stumbles a little bit. It's at this point we see that Scott's uh, been shot in the back with about three arrows, and the third one finally goes right through him. So, he's not going to get up from that. If he does, it would be a miracle. Uh, it's, this time, you should probably just start driving. Um, shouldn't be waiting any longer because you're going to get shot with an arrow. And then there, the fourth arrow gets shot. Breaks the window of the truck. The passenger window. I don't know, man. Shouldn't be really destroying your own property. I know you got lots of vehicles, but you're probably not going to find a window to fit that old truck. Hillbillies all converge onto Scott's dead body, and they're happy of their kill. It's probably going to get you know a good amount, of, good amount of feed out of him, and uh, they drag him off, off through the woods, probably take him back to the cabin. You just uh, see the three of them still driving down the road, trying to escape. Will they escape though? Probably not in that truck, because uh, we later find out the farther they go down the road, there's a tree across the road. Could have always been there, or could have been, could have been set there by the hillbillies. I'm not sure how they would have got that far ahead of them, but who knows? Anything's possible. They would know all the shortcuts in the uh, area, so so who really knows? Also, upon uh, driving up to the tree that's across the crossroad, they uh, they get the truck stuck in mud. So either way, they're not they're not going to get out. Well, he's not that way. Jesse trying to have a little pep talk with Carly to try and, uh, you know, get her to calm down and relax and get to her senses. And even though she just saw her fiancé get murdered. No big deal. So uh, and then they take off on foot. Chris with his trusty um, dead tree ranch walking stick. You know, due to being shot in the back of the leg, I can't, uh, I don't think that would feel good. You know, me being one who's never been shot, and I don't hope... Hopefully plan to be shot ever. Probably not that fun. We see them walking through the uh, through the woods some more. And Chris sets off a bear trap that's uh, set in the ground. Which is on a rope system. Which would have, you know, if you would have stepped on it, it would have got your legs stuck. And then you would have been dragged up in there. So that would not be fun. It's at this point uh, Carly's going a little crazy. Because upon the bear trap going off, she just stands there and... Hysterically laughs at it. Uh, she, she fucked. Might as well just leave her out in the woods. It's probably going to be the best thing for you. 
she's dead weight just leave her behind they decide to uh, sit down to rest for a bit and uh, Carly becomes useful because she says hey guys look out uh, points up and they decide to rest right beside a watchtower I'm not sure how they didn't notice it there on the when they were walking towards it but you know it's a giant watchtower how do you not notice that but hey what do I know the uh, team climbing up the ladder Hopefully their their plan is to get inside and hopefully that the radio will still be working. That way they can call for help. It's a good plan, I guess. Seeing the sun's also starting to go down at the same time and, you know, being country boy and uh, having woods around. I know inside those woods it gets really, really dark. Finally make it to the top of the watchtower. They're looking out the windows, see if they see any roads or towns or whatnot, and all they see is trees. In mountains and guess what they see some more trees and the sun's going farther down yeah they're fucked I mean yeah they're totally gonna survive yeah they got they got the advantage they got the high ground they're good nothing can get them in the high ground we got them just you know going around the watchtower looking for random supplies they come across medical kits, so that's good. So Chris can uh, clean out his wound a little bit and wrap it up so it hopefully doesn't get infected. Um, Carly finds some glow sticks, and then they finally unbury the old watchtower radio. Hello, freaks and creeps. It's that time again where we help support some fellow horror content creators. First up, we have Diabolic DVD. Make sure to check out DiabolicDVD.com for all the new listings on horror DVDs and Blu-rays. Hell, there's even some titles there I've never heard of before. Great content, great customer service. You won't be let down. Next up, we have Graveyard Goods. Content created for the dead, by the dead. Don't be left to the dead. Right now in stock, they have some Hellraiser, Halloween 3, and Exorcism merch, such as sweaters, hats, and sweatpants. Definitely go check them out as well. Check out their newsletter, sign up, and don't be left for the dead. That's graveyardgoods.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Time to try and call for some help and wait it out and hopefully get, get saved. Get sur I almost said get survived. Wow. It's, uh, it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm already fucking up my words. We got them using the radio, trying to call for help. Um, Chris is looking out the window. Um, then he sees trouble because uh, he sees the fire from the torches of the hillbillies walking through the woods. They're... They clearly hunt with torches. They they don't have some special mutated night vision. So they're walking through the woods. It looks like they're going to pass them. And then the radio goes off and gets the hillbillies' attention. Because, you know, they probably live out in those woods for years. And that radio's probably never gone off once until now. So at this point, uh, when the hillbillies starts climbing up the ladder, and that's, that's not going to be good. I guess you guys better figure out something. Because now you're at the disadvantage. You're on top of a watchtower with hillbillies climbing up the ladder with torches in hand. They don't get you out, they're going to burn you out. One way or another, you're screwed. Uh, Chris decides to put a desk over the top of the doorway so they can get in. Um, hillbilly decides to push it open anyways, sticks his finger through, or a couple of his fingers through, and uh, Chris decides to step on the board, crushing the guy's fingers. Uh, I'm assuming he's not too happy about that. I know I wouldn't be happy about that, and I'm not a crazy killer. So we then have the the group of three, thinking that maybe things are a little bit relaxed, maybe things are calming down, because um, they don't hear any noise for a few minutes or a few seconds. Not really minutes. Uh, that's at that point. Um, the hillbillies must see the cord for the radio because they pull it up against the wall. And it catches them all off on guard, off guard. It's at this point that the hillbillies decide to set fire to the watchtower. They try and either burn them out or smoke them out. One way or another, something bad is about to happen. So either you uh, burn to death or you jump out the window to try and land on a tree. Guess what? 
that's what they do. They jump out the window to try and land on the trees for survival, which I don't know. Could be pretty painful if you jump on a tree branch that has a broken branch sticking right up and impales you. I'm not an expert, but I think that's a possibility of happening. So, uh, but I guess it beats burning to death, right? Maybe. I don't really know in that situation. Chris decides to make the first leap of faith and lands on a good sized branch right straight in the stomach area. But, uh,. He's okay, he's got it. The only thing I don't like in this scene, like, it would be, a, in, it's an interesting scene. But when Carly jumps out the window, she does like this little leap. And it just looks so horrible. Just like a little uh, leap out the window. Where then you have Jesse who jumps out the window. Goes full sideways like she's the macho man getting ready to drop one of the elbow drops from the top rope. All three of them though, make it to the trees. They're all up high. Um, then they're wondering if the hillbillies see them or not. And then uh, an arrow comes flying at them. Doesn't hit them. Lands, on, lands in the trees with them. But uh, guess what? They know you're there. You then see one of the hillbillies is a pro tree climber because he's just like, I got this shit. And just starts climbing that tree with no ropes, no system whatsoever. Just grabbing onto that tree bark and climbing his way up. We then see... Uh, see them moving their way through the trees. Jesse's walking across a branch and an arrow just lands right underneath her feet. Clearly they're better shots with the guns than they are with the arrows unless they're just using the arrows to play with their food. That could be the situation as well. Could just be a little, a little playing around with them to you know catch them on edge. It's at this point where uh, Carly dies because the hillbilly climbs up the tree behind her and he takes his axe and gets her right in the face. Uh, chopping the top of her head off. And the bottom half of her jaw and the rest of her body just falls to the ground. Cool effect. Really well done. He's got one hell of a swing or that's one hell of a sharp axe because it just takes one swing. You know, it doesn't take a couple swings to cut the top of her head off. Just one swift swing and it's done. And then there was two. There was Jesse and Chris climbing through the trees some more to try and escape. They're being followed by the smaller of the three hillbillies. Um, I think he's also one of the more main ones. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Unless there's just one that looks like him that's more of a main. So uh, when Jesse and Chris decided to come up with a booby trap of their own by pulling back a tree branch and Chris trying to create a distraction to create the hillbilly to come towards him. That way she lets go, or one of them lets go of the tree branch and knocks the hillbilly off. And Chris originally wanted to be the bait for this, uh, this part, but Jesse decides to be the bait because she thinks Chris can hold the tree branch for longer. Maybe he can hold it for longer. Maybe she's thinks she's the better bait. I don't know. But uh, it works out in the end because the hillbilly gets the tree branch right in the face. And falls to the ground. I do like when the hillbilly gets the tree branch. It's like right in his throat. It's, which would be really, really painful. I don't think he does so. I don't... Th he could. Um... I don't think he, I think he's still alive. You know, falling God knows how far from the height of the tree down. He's probably he's probably just really sore. I know I would be if I got a tree branch in the throat and fell X amount of feet to what could have been my death. Chris and Jesse make it out of the trees. Um, they make it to a waterfall and they actually hide behind the waterfall. Um, at this point, they see the hillbillies walking past them. So now. They are behind the hillbillies, which is probably going to be a lot better for them. Uh, it's probably better to, to be able to, if they were able to, I guess, would be able to stalk the hillbillies if they really want to. Um, probably not a good thing to do, though, because they have no weapons. So there's no point in really stalking them other than knowing, being able to know where they're going. But as soon as they hear you, you're screwed. We then have uh, a little, s you know heart-to-heart -heart, I guess conversation while hiding behind the waterfall um, 
Jesse opening up why why they're out. Um, couldn't find out Jesse's boyfriend broke up with her. And upon telling Carly, Carly wanted to take them out to the country because that's something she enjoyed, I guess, hiking and biking, all that kind of stuff. So now Jesse feels horrible because now all her friends are dead. Rightfully so. It is kind of your fault. You, know, you didn't make them go out there, but nonetheless, they're out there to try and make you feel better. So uh, how you feel now? Feel better? Probably not. The two of them clearly sleep at, at the waterfall. It's when Jesse slowly starts to wake up and feels like the hillbillies are there. And uh, it's really not. She's just being a little bit paranoid. We do see a, a glimpse of the hillbilly swinging his axe, but he's not actually there. There's a, a nightmare. We have uh, Jesse and Chris now climbing up the side of the mountain. Uh, I guess they feel that's the best way of going is getting higher ground and because maybe the hillbillies I think went in the opposite direction I don't think they went up the mountain I think they went along the side of it though so upon climbing up this mountain a little bit more the, uh, Chris notices a road down at the opposite end of the mountain so that gets them excited uh, come to find out though as they're standing at the tree looking down at the road uh, an axe comes flying at their face Misses her face, but uh, comes very, very close. That's when uh, the bigger hillbilly comes charging at them and knocks Chris down the mountain. We hear Jesse screaming as she's getting taken away by the hillbilly. Uh, upon Chris getting up and trying to call for her, he runs down the mountain because there's a police truck coming down the road. Um, come to find out the sheriff or whatever's there because he heard the um the radio call from the watchtower he's trying chris is trying to explain everything to him and that's when he um the sheriff gets an arrow right in the eye chris then jumps into the police truck to try and start it um couldn't find out the keys aren't there though and uh can't get the truck started so he hops out and then hops underneath the truck uh, quickly enough that the hillbilly doesn't know he's hiding underneath it, so we have Chris just hiding on the ground underneath the truck. We had the cop dead with an arrow in the face, and we see the keys are just outside the truck. Hillbilly's kind of looking around, confused as to, you know, I guess where Chris went, and uh, he's looking around. He then uh, goes to look under the truck, and Chris hides off into the grass, off to the ditch. Hillbilly then loads the dead officer up into the back of his patrol truck and gets ready to take off. That's when Chris then comes out of the grass, quickly gets underneath the truck, and does his little secret agent, you know, special ops, grabbing the bars underneath the truck. I don't even know what bar you grabbed. Um, maybe it's for the spare tire. He just grabs that, pulls itself up, and uh, now he's going for a tour. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. No the dirt road sure the truck's got a little bit of height to it but uh, if you hit some potholes you're fucked Chris your head is going to get smashed into that ground so goddamn quickly we then uh, are back at the hillbilly's cabin we see Jesse is tied up to a bed and she's got a, a rope going through her mouth uh, to try and prevent her from talking. It also gives her something to bite down on if they go to cut off her body parts. So it's a win-win, I guess, depending on your point of view, maybe. We then see one of the hillbillies checking her out. He's got a knife. I think he really wants to cut her open. But then uh, he stops because he hears the truck coming up, which is driven by the other hillbilly. So he goes outside to, you know, Check it out, see what's going on. Hillbilly uh, then drags the dead officer's body out of the truck and inside the cabin. That's at that point, once he gets fully back inside the cabin, Chris gets up and gets behind the officer's truck. <coughs> we then hear some more screaming and yelling from Jesse. Briefly uh, so, she doesn't want to die in there. And uh, within no time, the hillbillies go to town on uh, chopping the police officer's head off and start chopping his body up. 
Not wasting any time on that one. Let me see a better shot of Jessie. She is actually tied to the bed. I'm assuming for mating purposes, maybe? maybe? Um, I'm not sure why else she would be tied to the bed. So at this point, then, uh, the front door goes up in flames. And uh, Chris goes barreling through that door. And the cop truck, knocking out, or knocking over the one hillbilly, then throws a Molotov at the other hillbilly, which sets his arm on fire. Hillbillies might be uh, strong with pain, but they're not strong with fire. He's uh, clearly not happy to have his arm on fire, which rightfully so. Chris then uh, stabs him in the stomach, and that seems to be the shot to take him out, because he just drops to the ground. Might want to hurry though, Chris, because you set the cabin on fire, and uh, Jesse is still makeshift tied to the bed. So maybe might want to hurry to get her out. Upon uh, trying to get her out, he gets her one arm untied, and that's at that point, the hillbilly that he stabbed in the stomach and caught on fire gets out, throws him across the cabin, and then grabs the battle axe of sorts to try and chop Chris into pieces. We have a game of Chris trying not to get chopped into pieces, and he grabs a shotgun and shoots but misses. And we have Jesse still struggling to get her other arm untied from the bed. Chris is being held up against the wall by one arm. Clearly these hillbillies are really strong. So at that point, uh, Jesse shoots an arrow in the back of the head of the hillbilly that's trying to choke out uh, Chris. And then out of nowhere, a small hillbilly comes running through, out, out from maybe a back room. Um, he's the one that fell out of the tree. He's clearly not dead. Um, yeah, he goes crazy and starts trying to kill Chris. Um, Jesse then takes a boar that's on fire and breaks it across his back. Chris then uh, comes behind the hillbilly with I think a steel chain and starts choking him out. At that point Jesse picks up the battle axe and gets the hillbilly right, right in the chest. Right in the chest, you know, collarbone, upper area. He might be dead. Then again, who knows? He might get back up. Oh, look, yep, he's slowly starting to move again. He's slowly getting back up. Uh, these fuckers don't want to die. Because uh, the other one who got the arrow on the back of the head starts to move. And they slowly start making their way out. Uh, then the hillbilly that got ran over grabs Jesse's leg. And he's still alive as well. And they all slowly make it their way back up to their feet uh, with the cabin on fire. Uh, but luckily, the back of the police truck has two gas cans on it. So let's shoot that and let's blow up the whole goddamn cabin and everything. If they get up from that, then they're fucking superhuman. Hopefully they don't get up from that. They could. It's a good possibility. Things possible in this, you know, horror movie universe. But uh, yeah, Chris shoots the back gas canisters, and the whole building goes up in flames. Then we see a scene of the tow truck driving down the road, and it's headed to the old man's gas station. The old man must think it's uh, the hillbilly's coming because. 
he locks up his store and he's like, nah, I'm not having any of this. I'm done. No. It's too early in the morning. Not dealing with it. Little does he know that it's, it's not the hillbilly getting out of the truck. It's actually Chris from two days ago getting ready to take his map. Because fuck that. No one's going down that road ever again. The hillbilly inside just watches on in awe. Kind of confused. Not knowing what's going on. But uh, yeah. Then we had the final scene. Um, it's just them in the yellow tow truck driving down a main paved road on their way to safety. Um, that's the end of the movie. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is time to give uh, a review or a scoring. Um, let's see, what should we do this time? Oh, there's actually another scene. Um, so we'll do the scoring here in a minute. Uh, it's a little scene after the mini credits. Uh, we have a police ranger in a truck with his lights on. Uh, I think he's going to check out the cabin that's, yeah, the cabin that's been blown up. I'm assuming this is after they went to the police and for whatever reason they only send one cop out. I'm not sure why. He doesn't even have a, t a partner. But yeah, he's checking out the charred remains of the cabin. Uh, slowly going through it, moving some wood apart. He's moving some stuff. He sees part of a body. And then out of nowhere, uh, the one hillbilly, the tiny one, is standing behind him with his battle axe. And that cop's dead. And clearly, you know, an arrow doesn't stop them. Running them over with a truck doesn't stop them. Setting them on fire doesn't stop them. Blowing up the truck in the cabin doesn't stop them. So maybe we should just cut their heads off. Maybe that will stop them. But yeah. So for the final review. Um, I think for this movie. Because I enjoy it a lot. I actually do. I really love it. Um, I'm going to give it... Um, four deformed hillbilly heads out of five. Uh, I know it's a guilty pleasure of mine. A lot of people probably wouldn't rate it that high up. But for me, I really do enjoy it. I think it's a really good movie. So hopefully you guys will watch it and check it out sometime. Um, if you haven't already, I definitely recommend it. Um, like I said, the first couple of movies are really good to me in the series. And then after that, like four, five, six, and seven... I think there's seven. I can't. I could be wrong. Um, they get a little bit wacky, a little bit silly, a little bit crazy. So they're still fun, um, but fun in a different way. So, so yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. So now is the time to pick what we're gonna watch next. Um, I think I'm gonna go for something a little bit older, um, something I want to start watching again, and we're gonna do the original Friday the 13th. Ah, we're gonna do that. We're not going to do them all in a row. Um, we'll do a couple of them uh, scattered out throughout the podcast. Uh, same with, we'll get the Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll get the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. We'll get Phantasm. We'll get Halloween. We'll we'll start scatter, scattering them a little bit. Maybe do one one week, another week. I think that's going to be the general plan for right now. So if you guys enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a comment down below. Um, leave a rating wherever you can, um, um, upvote, depending on if you're listening to this on Facebook or Spotify or CastBox or iHeartRadio or Podbean or wherever it might be. Give me some feedback. I would love to hear it from you. Um, also follow me on Instagram, uh, at Typhonstein. It'll be out down in the show notes. Uh, use the hashtag Typhonstein or the hashtag Rotten Reviews. Definitely love to hear your feedback. Um, suggestions. Give me some just suggestions. Is what you want me to watch. I don't care if it's a good movie, bad movie, horror movie. You know, it's horror movie, of course. If it's a really cheesy movie, it's a really good movie. If it's a really horrible movie, I watch them all. It doesn't really matter. Just leave me a review. I would love to hear from you guys. I definitely want, want some feedback. want to get some more user content out there. User connected content. I don't know the words I'm looking for. But uh, yeah, like I said, if you guys enjoyed it, definitely leave a comment down below. Love to hear your thoughts. So until next time, I will talk to you guys all later. Peace. Peace.